We begin tonight uh, with a conversation with Dr. Paul Williams. Paul is the program coordinator for creative writing at Sunshine Coast University. He studied African literature in South Africa and creative writing in Wisconsin, USA, and has taught in universities in South Africa, the Middle East, the UK, and the USA. He's published short stories, critical articles, and educational materials. His young adult mystery novel, The Secret of Old Mukiwa, won the Zimbabwe International Book Fair Award, and his memoir, Soldier Blue, was nominated as Book of the Year in South Africa in 2008. His novel that we're talking about tonight is Kokrako, which apart from being very funny and unashamed satire, is also described as a fictocritical novel about the interweaving of fiction and criticism, and we might have to tease out what exactly that means in a minute. His stories and critical articles have appeared in Mianjin, Text, New Writing, Social Alternatives, New Contrast, and the Chicago Quarterly Review. He's won numerous awards for his teaching, research, and creative writing. He is also, these days, a resident of our region. Please put your hands together for Paul Williams. Paul, in this novel, Kokraka, we have a, a satire of letters, a, a novel, as you describe it, in ten cockroaches. Ap <laughs> Apart from anything else, though, it's a novel about university politics, and loath though I am to be quoting Henry Kissinger on any subject at all, I believe he was the one who said that the reason that university politics are so vicious is that the stakes are so small. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it, as a university lecturer, very courageous of you to be writing about this subject? Um, I think it's rather foolish, rather than courageous. Um, I didn't set out to write a, a, a campus novel, as they're called, but a mystery. But of course, the more you, more you live the writing life, the more um, you can only write about the writer's life. <laughs> um, so. It's actually based on a, a true story. I, I was given a, a position at a university in Zululand. I was replacing a mysterious man who'd been fired for some mysterious reason, and we weren't sure what it was, and had to step into his shoes. So um, that's where the novel came from. And just for the benefit of the audience, the, mm. this, uh, the character in the novel, the, the, mm. the protagonist, is Dr. Timothy Turner. Can you just mm. tell us a little about what he's encountering here in Zululand? Well, as I was living in South Africa, but I was writing from Australia, I thought I'd make him Australian, which is quite a difficult thing to do, because I haven't been here long, haven't, I'm not Australian enough, but I, I think I've pulled it off. Um, just to, to have that, that encounter with the other, or with, with another reality. Um, so the book is, it's, it's he's, he's sort of estranged the whole way, um, and he's alienated, and he comes into this really bizarre situation, which for people living in, in, that in South Africa is quite normal. Um, so there's that type of jarring um, otherness or alienation that occurs. So, yeah. and, and he's trying to follow this. He, he's gone there because he's particularly taken by this uh, author mm. whose name is Siswe, is that how you Siswe, pronounce yeah. Siswe, Siswe. Siswe Bantu, <coughs> who is a, who is a, a, a kind of mystical mm. African character, writer, yeah, who yeah. has written all these books about cockroaches. I, 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 they laugh every time we say cockroaches, that's good. <laughs> <coughs> but just, look, there's a follow-up to my mm. first question mm. about writing, about being, uh, about university politics, is this mm. thing that the, the, the novel sets up a, a very strong tension between 
the kind of critical aspect mm. of writing mm. and the creative aspect of writing and as it's set in a university. So it's almost like in the book, I guess the, the critics come off worse than the creative <laughs> side. And, and I wondered mm. how, you, uh, how you kind of balance that with mm. your own life yeah, as, well, a as, a, as a teacher <coughs> of creative writing. Yeah, well I suppose that's the personal struggle is that as a writer, a creative person, um, somehow you're thrown into an academic critical environment and you suddenly have to be two people and there seemed, there seemed to be a war between them, um, which is what the book is about, trying to resolve that issue or um, he's trying to be a writer, he's following a writer but he's also being a critic and he starts to realise that the critic uh, may in some way prevent him from being creative. So it's just, just an exploration because for me novels are problems that I'm trying to solve by writing them. So the problem is how do I exist at a university, be a creative person, and how does that creativity um, connect or militate against or, um, you know, or exist in that environment? So. And, and on that subject then, what is, that, what is Ficto Critic? Oh. What, 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 is, what is this? Uh, is, oh, that, is this a, a neologism? Is this something you've made <laughs> up or is it actually? No, no. This is oh, this sorry, <laughs> okay. My apologies. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, but that's, that's spot on because that's the... That's the connection between criticism and creativity. So a fictocritical novel, as you can probably imagine, is it's we're dealing with a critical view of the world but through fictional techniques. So, for example, this novel has footnotes, it has academic jargon splattered throughout, and it's seen it's a it's a, a mystery novel, but it's disguised as an academic text. So you can read it and you can study it, and it has footnotes and uh, it has references a lot of which are made up, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, I hope people get that, because <laughs> some of them, you'll think, no. And, and my annoyance with academic jargon, or with that discourse, is it seems to be quite limiting. So, fictor criticism, it expands that discourse. So, you, why not use narrative strategies? Why not use characterization and metaphor when you're writing essays, or when you're writing critical works. Why, why do we have to stick to that uh, Francis Bacon formula that, you know, of what an essay is and you write in the third person and you pretend objectivity? So it's a subjective experience of the world, what, which, whichever you, whatever your subject is. Yeah. So I don't know if that explains Victor criticism, does it? <laughs> it's, it's good enough. We, yeah. we did, we okay. None of us were particularly across it before you yeah. started. So... <laughs> uh, um, uh, <coughs> One of the most startling things about, about this novel, though, is that, the, that, speaking of the person that you've written it in, you've actually written it in the second person. Mm. Now, most books that I've read which uh, address the reader in the first person, second person, so mm. what I'm saying is this story is told as you arrive mm. in a small mm. town in Zululand, you mm. go to the university, you do these sorts of things. And normally my experience as a reader is that I say, well, actually, I don't, thank you very much. <laughs> and at that point, I kind yeah. of put the book aside. Mm. But in this one, you seem to have kind of transcended that mm. limitation of the second person. But it's a curious yeah. situation, curious decision to make to write yeah. in that. Well, I don't know if we, we make decisions as writers. It's more that the book tells you what to do. That, that's how it works for me. So I tried first person. It seemed too, too like, confessional. I tried third person. It seemed too distant. And then the, the second person seemed to work because I was trying to... It's the second person accusatory. In other words, we're accusing, <laughs> we're accusing you. We're saying, you. <laughs> um, and it's to bring that reader into that, that alien experience and say, 
and I put you in the situation, what does it feel like? Because I think that what a, a writer tries to achieve is that um, what, what does it feel like to be in this person, in this existential experience, in that person's body? So that's what that's what's trying to bring you into that. So I'm glad it didn't alienate you. Well, um, I, mean, I mean, I think one, <laughs> of, one of the things is because it's, I don't, I've never been to South Africa and I've certainly never been to Zululand and mm. or to a small university town in that situation and faced with the, the dichotomies, mm. I was in an, uh, an alien landscape. So therefore mm. the you, I wondered whether that was why it didn't mm. offend me as much as it normally would, you know? Yeah, I think that, well, that was the idea, I think, yeah. yeah. Because it, it pushes you, yeah. pushes me, you, mm. into it, yeah, in <laughs> yeah. some way. Right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and did, did it bring up a whole lot of problems as a writer to you? Oh, yes, yeah. But I think it, if you write in first person or third person, it does tend to change not just perspective but character um, and, and narrator and where the narrator is. So with the you, it was very, very strange. The worst case was I'd changed, you know, I'd written it first person, then third person, then second person, and I'd forgotten a few pronouns, so it would be like, uh, you, you, you felt the liquid um, trickle down his throat. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> 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 um, but it's, part, it's, one of, it's only one of the devices, because I, I played a lot. I thought, this is my chance to just play, instead of writing a serious book, to play and do everything that I want to do that are against, against the rules, and people say, don't do, so I, let me do them all. So a number of devices I used, like don't use footnotes. I used thousands of footnotes, even saying, the footnotes saying, isn't it annoying to read a footnote? <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. So, so the use of the U is also a bit antagonistic. It's try yeah. We're trying to, as in a lot of metafiction, we're, we're trying to distance you anyway from the text and make you and not about and get annoyed, <laughs> I don't know, but see it in a different way. And it doesn't allow, it shouldn't allow you to, to get immersed into the reading. But in a, in a sense, I was surprised that it did. It actually felt like the you helped you get into the, the mystery, the you know, genre. Um, it, it's not all in the second person, of course, because mm. there are mm. sections of the book which quote Siswe mm. Bantu, mm. and he's writing in various different mm. uh, voices mm. throughout it. One of the things that I was curious about was that uh, Siswe Bantu, I should say, has been, the study of him has been banned at this particular university where Dr. Mm -hmm. Timothy Turner has, mm -hmm. has turned up. Um, there are two or three major mysteries going on at this university, and this is one of them that, because uh, this is, uh, Turner has seen Bantu as his, uh, as his, his mentor, his hero, mm -hmm. his, somebody he would like to emulate, mm -hmm. but the, he's been banned at this university, the person he did his PhD subject mm. on. And one of the reasons he's been banned is that he's been accused of plagiarism. Mm. And I was curious, because I don't know much South African black mm. writing, and mm. I was wondering whether you had actually plagiarized South African black writers in the creation of <laughs> yes. Siswe Bantu. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's the game. It's, well, it's about plagiarism. Well, did you? Yes. It's a yes or no <laughs> question. Yes, I did, I did, I did, I did, I, I confess. Because um, it's about plagiarism, it's about the, the, gr the grey areas, like are we plagiarising or are we being intertextual, are we making illusions? Um, and of course we're, we're writing palimpsests, which is we're writing on top of other writers all the time. Yeah. There's no such thing as an original thought, etc. So I was playing with that idea too. 
Um, but you know, so some some things are borrowed <laughs> or plagiarized <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you are taking on a fair few of the larger questions in mm. in South Africa, black-white relations, mm. and, and also mm. a lot about class as well, mm. aren't you? Mm. It, it's, it is quite, it's covering a lot of ground. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 you wanted a one-word answer. That wasn't a yes-no no. question, that one. <laughs> well, it's difficult in, in South Africa, in the society I grew up, to not, if you, if you don't talk about race or class, then you are perpetuating a type of obliteration and if you do then you are appropriating so um, as, a, as a white male writer you you I suppose you have to be aware of the space that you you are occupying and how you occupy it so there's a lot of distancing in that sense and a lot of parody of that person being unable to reach out of his white male self like at the beginning of the novel he gets hijacked by these these black a gang, a black gang of hijackers, and can I spoil? I can't spoil it, can you? Uh, You're not spoiling. Well, no, I don't think you're spoiling it. If you told, oh, no, it's, it's quite early in the book. So of course, this is paranoia about you know a type of racist stereotype, and of course they turn out not to be hijackers. So so he starts to realise how he's projecting and how he's limiting his view on in of the world. So there was a a, a whole series of articles in The Guardian online over the last few days mm. about Quentin Tarantino and this very question mm. of whether or not he has appropriated uh, black American writers, mm. uh, black American characters for his mm. films. Mm. And his defense being that, you know, I'm, it's, it's, I'm a writer, I'm allowed to write anything that I want. Mm. It's, it's a difficult question. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the plot spoiler at the end, so I can't go into it, but, yeah, okay. but basically, that that's the issue, that's the central issue of the book, and and it is based on a real a real writer that I know, um, and about that appropriation of of. You know. Okay, I have to read the book. Okay. <laughs> so so a last question: Can you just tell us why cockroaches? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, they're really central to the book. Yeah. I, I, I'm so I mean, I, but. Now, everything's based on personal experience. So I was once, I was living in Durban in a, an apartment, and it was just, it was filled with cockroaches. They came out of the taps, they were in the bread, they were everywhere. And I thought, I've got to make friends with these cockroaches. I can't, <laughs> do, or do I, you know, do I kill them? Do I exterminate them? And I thought, what, you know, what am I doing? So that became the, the sort of, the, the grit that became you know, the, the pearl. <laughs> okay. And, and you were saying that this book is a bit of a slow burner. It's actually, mm, uh, mm. it was published mm. first in mm. South Africa in 2013, but it's now finding its feet in the yeah. world. Is that yeah, right? Actually, it was published here first, yeah. So, okay. and it's, yeah, the slow burner, I think, um, as I've gone, because I think it's, it's sort of masked. You're not sure what it is. Is it about cockroaches? Is it about university? Is it about writing? Um, so I think I've, because I've thrown so much into it, you can't, you can't sloganize it and say, it's about this. Which I, you know, next one I'll, I'll have a slogan and say, this is about this. <laughs> and is there a next one on the way? Do you oh, yeah. there's many, there's many on the way. <laughs> and you get time to write as a, as a program coordinator in creative writing? Yeah, yeah well, well, people have asked me that too, and I find it very stimulating because I'm working with, I'm talking about literature, talking about <coughs> writing, I'm working, I'm surrounded by people who are enthusiastic about writing. So I've written more since I've been there than I have before. Fantastic. But hopefully, 
the next book will not be about a university. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's probably lots of, lots of material at Sunshine Coast University. Paul Williams, <laughs> thank you very much for, enjoy for joining us this evening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank <laughs> you.